you fucking degenerates. We're back again. We're going to give you your week six recap, a little bit projected into the future, a little bit of everything. As usual, we're going to bounce around because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so I am joined by Steven, your dynasty degenerate, Eric, your DFS degenerate, the commissioner himself. And I, of course, am Brian, your redraft degenerate. How you doing tonight, boys? Good, Brian. What's up, degenerates? Week six is almost in the books. And some of you have a decision to make. Are you going to keep playing this year? Or are you going to trade away your assets and look to next year? We're here to help Always with that. Always the dynasty How you doing, question. Eric? I'm doing good. I'm in similar boats, boats in some of my leagues. Some dynasty. Dynasty I'm doing all right in. Redraft, it's... Uh, <laughs> one league I'm all right in. The other one's not looking too hot. But uh might be a full-fledged shift towards DFS for the rest of the season for me, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously, uh, we're here to give you a little bit of everything. We always do Dynasty. We always do Redraft. We always do DFS. We're going to give you every aspect of fantasy football. That is the point of the show. And we're trying to give everything we can to our fans, to our listeners, and especially to the degenerates themselves, our Patreon members, the people that support us, help us. Uh, obviously, this podcast takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. Not a lot of money. It's a, it's an investment. So uh, the people that support us, we greatly appreciate it. And that is why Stephen has decided to raffle away his crown jewel, a Lawrence Taylor autographed new york giants helmet a patreon subscriber is going to win it at the end of november one name will be chosen it could be yours don't forget to get signed up you sign up at the five dollar tier you get one entry ten dollar tier two entries fifteen dollar tier three entries uh if you sign up for a thousand dollars a month i will just send you five lawrence taylor helmets automatically you don't even have to worry about the contest i'll just i'll buy them with my own money uh because we appreciate that sort of support <laughs> um to be clear because apparently this was a, a subject of confusion in listener league a it is a lawrence taylor helmet not a trevor lawrence helmet which (laughs) (laughs) Joe electric was like, I don't want fucking Trevor Lawrence. Anyway, he just went out there and beat my dolphins. And I said, no, 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 no. When the fuck did Trevor Lawrence ever play for the giants? I said, get with it. You weren't like suspicious that it was on a giant's helmet. Like, you know, but maybe he thought they would. (sighs) I mean, we do crazy (laughs) shit here at degenerate headquarters. (laughs) But even I'm not that fucking crazy. <laughs> He's like, come well, on. you know, I'm, I'm ex-military. It's last name first. I'm like, yeah, well, come on, man. So it is yeah. not Trevor Lawrence. It is Lawrence Taylor. Um, one of the all-time greats. Guys, I had I had Eli Manning sign my Patriots jersey because he beat us in two Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, come on, Joey. He's an all-time great. One of the badass motherfuckers out there. I mean, just a great player. If you can win this helmet for $5, me and you're going to be thanking your lucky stars. So uh, please get entered. You can find the Patreon at our website, daydreamingdegenerous.com, which was also graciously built by Steven. 
uh, because I can barely operate my phone. Never mind build a website. Um, and that's why it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out you're not very good at it either, but you're still better than me. <laughs> well, I'm a little rusty. Let's let's not lie. But uh, it, it's functional, and that's all I could really ask for. I do need to get the uh, the I'll get the helmet up there this week. Uh, uh, I did forget about that. So. Yeah. I, I posted the picture of mine in uh, Listener League Gay. I said, I got one, too. You guys want to see what it looks like? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll throw it out on the podcast for the listeners. I'm thinking about giving away my helmet, too. If we get enough Patreon subscribers, if enough people sign up, enough people join in, I might throw mine in there, too. We'll give away two of them. I don't give a fuck. Mine has the uh, Hall of Fame inscription. I don't know if yours does, Stephen. But. um, I think it does. I have yeah, to look. But, uh. You know, these these are beautiful helmets. Just New York Giants, that powder blue, gorgeous, not powder blue, excuse me, uh, like a metallic blue, the big NY, signed in white ink, they're gorgeous. So do not miss out on this opportunity. So let's give the Patreon subscribers what they came here to listen to and jump into a little bit of breaking news. Breaking news. So I'm going to start by giving you guys your victory lap. You know, I was saying don't hesitate to draft Michael Thomas. You know, uh, he could come back and still be a league winner. He's still a talented wide receiver. Now they're saying he's, quote, a few weeks away, even though he is eligible to return from the pup. Man, the fact that they don't even think he's fucking close after six weeks, they don't even think he's fucking close. Like, I, I, what was the original estimate? Five to eight, right? And now yeah. they're, they're basically saying, like, we don't know. We don't know when he'll be back. That's what I'm interpreting out of that. So, you know, you guys were right. I was wrong. But what does this mean for New Orleans? I mean, we've seen a little bit of a rise out of Callaway. We've seen defenses just keying the fuck out of Alvin Kamara, which has not been good for him. Um, you know, do you think Kamara can turn it around and go back to being a beast or is he going to keep being, you know, what he has been, which hasn't been killing anybody by any means. And do you think that Marquez Calloway has kind of turned a corner and become really good? Calloway is, is above average. Um, he's doing kind of what I expected him to do until Michael Thomas comes back. If he mm -hmm. comes back. But I think the problem with the Saints offense is nobody's afraid of Jameis Winston. If Drew Brees is out there, even without Michael Thomas, defenses are going to respect that. And these other wide receivers are, are going to be a little bit better. But I think that it's just the offense is not the same, obviously, without Brees. And there's, they're not going to be the same until Thomas gets back because they don't have the respect for the other guys that are out there. And they can key on Kamara. And if they shut him down, they're pretty much shutting down New Orleans offense. Mm -hmm. Eric? Thomas is gone at some point. He's, <laughs> uh, th this is like a Stefan Gilmore situation. Uh, he doesn't want to be there. He well, doesn't want to be there. He's, he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's not going to rush back from injury. You're not going to tell me this guy is not going to take every goddamn day that he can. Every week that he can. Yep. To Brian and I were talking injury. before you got on, Eric, and and I said if they're if they're losing and it doesn't look like they have a chance to make the playoffs, 
I don't think he comes back. No, I not think at he all. just finds a reason not to. And this was like part of the reason why I had no interest in drafting him was just because I'm like, this is the I can just tell that this is who he is. He's gonna milk the shit out of the injury. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And I, I, at this point, so what's the earliest he'll come back? Week nine, maybe he 10? can come back anytime. No, but I'm saying, but a, I, a few I would weeks, say, yeah. So I'm saying two weeks. So it's week what? Week nine. You're thinking? Estimate yeah. maybe ten. Week nine, week 10. I think in the offseason, I said right around the first week of November was my timeline. And that was looking like it might be accurate. For once. Certainly is. And as far as Callaway <laughs> well, goes. You know, Brian, every dog has his day. <laughs> I just have a lot of days. As far as Callaway goes, like, I don't think Callaway is a one. Yeah. No. He needs somebody else. To be the alpha, he he'll be a great two, I think. But when he's the top dog, he's gonna have some up and down games. He's he's had a few good games. Don't get me wrong. He's and he's surely went into the bye on a on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's he, he's not the type of receiver who's gonna successfully produce week to week as the, as the number one on his team. I don't think. Agreed. No, I would agree with that. Um. So moving on, we have uh, Tyrod Taylor is now considered day-to-day. Uh, so he's going to be, if not this week, the next week, it w- I would assume. Um, do you think that that reboots Brandon Cook's stock for the moment? Or do you think that Brandon Cook is still kind of matchup dependent? Steven? I, I, I mean, Brandon Cooks has been reasonably fine without Tyrod. I mean, he's had a down game here or there, but obviously Tyrod is an upgrade over Davis Mills, but I still don't think that that offense is that great. And Cooks is pretty much the only guy to catch the ball, right? More or less. Yeah. So I, I don't think a whole lot changes. I mean, he's still a flex consideration from week to week because of the fact that he's Brandon Cooks, but I mean, there's going to be the chance when you put him out there, he will disappear that week, depending on the matchup. But I, I don't think that that's going to matter depending on who the quarterback is, really. They, just the offense. Oh, I'd much prefer a fucking Tyrod. <laughs> For Brandon Cook's sake. I don't know what to make of Davis Mills, dude. It's like he looks crappy. He looks good. He looks crappy. He looks good. He's He's a rookie, so I'm trying, like, I got that like assessment when I'm watching him. Like, this is his first year playing, but I. Yeah, but he's I, a third I, round rookie. I don't which know, which is a big difference. I don't know, right? Yeah, it's a big, it's a difference. He's a wrong, stiff. He doesn't look great, but he 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 he's had a couple of games where he looked decent. He'll probably be his career is probably going to be like an eight year backup veteran in the league. You know, bounce around a couple teams. Mm-hmm. And he'll be Geno Smith. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what he'll be. He'll be Geno Smith. He'll be a, ba- a backup guy who might get called on once in a blue moon and have to play three, four games. And because he's pretty, mm-hmm. from what I've read, like he's pretty. Well, he went to Stanford, so you got to be pretty, pretty smart to go to that fucking college. He's he's a smart kid. He probably can pick up on the playbook well. So that that alone will keep him. And like he, like I said, there's been times where I look, I'm like, he's not bad. But he, Ty, they're better off with Tyrod. The whole team's better off with Tyrod, unless they want to lose. Agreed. Even then, I don't think they have a choice. <laughs> Just better for fantasy for some of the other players with Tyrod, I think. 
Yep. And uh, that's going to bring us on to our next headline, which I'm only pointing this out because I'm, I'm trying to point out headlines that are garbage. They're garbage. So it's all over Facebook. It's all over Twitter. It's all over Insta. Seattle has spoken to Cam Newton. And uh, P. Carroll was on a radio program in Seattle. And they asked him if he'd spoken to Cam Newton, and he said, yes, we've spoken to Cam Newton. We, we're leaving no stone unturned. We've, we've talked to a lot of veteran free, uh, a lot of uh, veteran quarterback free agents. That means that they've lightly poked at it. Like, don't get, like, dude, people are, oh, Cam Newton to Seattle, Cam Newton to Seattle. Like, you have to, don't just read the fucking headline. Like, I think there's very little chance to go out and sign Cam Newton. Put it that way. Um, but they're, they're not signing. <laughs> but they're not going to bring in a guy that doesn't want to be a backup to be because Russell Wilson is coming. Yeah, back. exactly. But, they're they're going to sign the guy to play four fucking games, but whatever. So, no. but all of that aside, let's say Seattle signs Cam Newton. Do you like their pass catchers better with Cam Newton instead of Geno Smith? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I dude, I, I I don't. I only caught the second half of that game. Like, I don't think Geno Smith looked terrible. No, he's never he, been he terrible. Okay, he was kind of a check down. He's kind of a check down master. There was a few plays where it's like, take a chance a little bit, like push it a little. But he made some nice throws. Yeah, he plays it safe. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little too safe sometimes. It's third and twelve, motherfucker. Like, you can't be throwing it to the line of scrimmage. Right? Sometimes you get lucky right. and a guy can break a tackle. But yeah, um, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't fumble, they win, right? Most likely, yeah, they would have won. And then, yeah, that fumble, he, he unfortunately, he, his last play of the game was a, was a key one. <laughs> but I don't think he looked, like, terrible, terrible. Like I'm sorry, I mean, he went to, into Pittsburgh and pushed it to OT. Geno Smith still, like like Brian said, but I, I, I don't think there's no reason to really run out and sign Cam Newton when Russell will be back in, what, four weeks? Six, six well, weeks, maybe? Five, five to seven weeks now, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think they'll write it out with Gino, who, like you guys said, did not look terrible. He's never been terrible. He's just, he's never been that good. Like, he's not good enough to be a starter. That's it. And as far as a backup goes, you can do a hell of a lot fucking worse than Gino Smith, for sure. I'd love to have him as a backup on my team. Um, You know? Yeah. I mean, there's better guys that can go out and sign as a third string guy behind Gino for the time being that will not bring the emotional baggage that Cam's going to bring to any team that yeah. signs him. Yep. I uh, mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think the season's pretty much in the shitter for Seattle. I, I can't. This It's looking that way. No Russ, for, no Russ for another month and a half. Like, even if Geno goes three and three, say, what is that going to put him at? Five and nah, five and seven? That's going to be tough. Yeah. So especially in that division. you got an undefeated division, AZ, five and one LA Rams. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, there's a that with the seven wild with the seven playoff spots, like there's a chance, but they gotta no, nah, I don't see it. Yeah, no, they they'd have to pray for that third wild card spot for sure, and they'd better sign Tim mm-hmm. Tebow if they want to pray that fucking hard. Moving on, we got Calvin Ridley is back from his personal issue. He is going to play this week. Lord knows what his personal issue was. Cannot find anything that goes into any specifics whatsoever. 
So originally I had seen that he had concerns over COVID when he, while traveling to London and that everything vanished. So take that for what you will. I, I, I'm pretty certain that Atlanta said they had hundred uh, percent vaccinated players. So I would imagine that maybe he had a concern that if he went over there, he got it, brought it back to his family. I, I don't know. Like I said, everything fucking disappeared shortly after it was published. So well, I don't know. He flies everywhere else in the world. Why the fuck is he worried about a flight to England? I yeah. I don't know. Nah, that doesn't, it, yeah, that doesn't add mean? up to me. I don't know what it was. But I mean, I don't know what the issue was. I, I It could be that or anything else in the world. My point is... Or what I wanted to ask, I should say. This personal issue, quote unquote, has been taken care of. Do you think that maybe this is something that was weighing on his mind? Maybe something with family, maybe something with family's health, who knows? And, you know, now that this is this issue is potentially solved, are you hoping Calvin Ridley can turn it around rest of season? Was the personal issue having his offensive line watch YouTube videos on how to block so that Matt Ryan has more time to throw the ball to him? Because if, if that was the case, I would say 100% yes. Yeah. Um, it, it Potentially. I mean, it, until we know, or which we probably never will, know what the personal issue was, it, it's hard to say. But um, I still look for Calvin Ridley to come back. And from game to game, you're going to get – the Ridley that you drafted, and then the next week you might get the the Ridley that you didn't want. So it's hard to say with that offense. The Ridley, we've been trying seeing. to find themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Eric, do you, so you think he's pretty much gonna be the same guy? And th- this is somebody you were really high no, no, on no, 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 no. I was just I was chiming in what Steve was saying. I, I think Ridley's gonna he's gonna turn it around. I don't think he's gonna be twenty five points a week, Ridley, but. I, I think he's got the potential. Like I said, the the Falcons kind of looked a little better each week, so I'm hoping that it can kind of trickle down to him as well. And I hope so because I kind of need him in a few spots. <laughs> I, so I, I really mean, need it, him to step up in the degenerates league, like bad. Like, like if, if you're the Calvin Ridley owner, in my mind, you need to hope and pray that Kyle Pitts emerges faster than any tight end in history. And really starts to draw some coverage and help Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley out. Because short of that, I just don't see it. I think after London, he's going to demand a little bit of coverage. Yeah, but I mean, we, we, we've seen players have one good game. Like, he needs to do it consistently. No, you, you have, but the problem, but the problem with Pitts is he's still a tight end and he's still drawing linebacker coverage, which doesn't help Ridley that much. So... It, really what you need is one of the other wide receivers to step up. Well, a no, no, bit. but that's what I'm saying though, yeah, is Hen- that Henry's if, gone. He, if he emerges the way he did against the jets, you're not just going to draw linebacker help. We've seen teams use corners. We've seen teams use safeties to cover the top end tight ends in the league. If Calvin Ridley can get to that point, um, I'm sorry. If Kyle Pitts can get to, that, Pitts point, can get to that point, then that could help. Calvin Ridley draw some of that top end coverage, especially if he takes a safety out of the backfield and puts him close to the line. That could definitely help Calvin Ridley a lot. And see Cordell Patterson too. Like he's another one that I think people 
forget that he lines up out wide quite a bit. I know he's a mm-hmm. RB, wide receiver, hybrid, whatever you want to call him, fucking player, but he splits he splits half of his time out wide and half in the backfield, roughly. And he's become a good weapon for him. So I think defenses might yep. have to account for him, too. As well they as do because they, they, like you say, they're they're putting him out there, and then they're still keeping Davis in. Uh, I know he's not, you know, highly efficient right now, but he's still in there as a running back, so they have to respect both. So that that is going to help. I, I think they're still learning how to to do that. You know how to use that offense, and every week, like you said, Eric, they're getting better and better because they're starting to figure things out. Yeah, I mean, let's not. I mean, let's not forget. Like Arthur Smith was just speaking of Tennessee. We were talking off air real quick. He was the OC there. That off that offense was fantastic when he was running it. We're mm-hmm. just kind of touching on how it's looked like shit since he left. So <laughs> I think he's he's gonna like I yeah like Steve kind of just just more repeating what Steve said. Like they they're gonna fi- they're figuring it out and every week they're getting a little better and hopefully that trickles down the Ridley. Hopefully, um, I just also I think he's just not the same guy as AJ Brown and I think he wants to kind of use him the same way. Like Calvin Ridley's not that dude. Like it's just it's it's different skill sets. They're they're great in their own ways, and I think that he's kind of thinking, well, I can run this play because AJ was great at this play, and it's like, yeah, Calvin's not AJ, dude. Like, relax. But anyway, so that's uh, a little long on Calvin Ridley. So next, we get a little trade talk. Uh, teams interested, uh, reportedly. There are teams interested in trading for Marlon Mack and Ronald Jones, as well as some of the Ravens running backs. Um, you know, what are your, some of your ideal landing spots for a Marlon Mack, a Rojo, maybe a Tyson Williams? I mean, and how likely do you think it is that these guys get dealt? Steven? For me, I would say uh, Rojo to Seattle. I think because even when when Carson comes back, he can compliment there. Um, I think we'll that they'll pursue or not pursue that. Uh, when we get to the injury report, Rashad Penny's coming back mm-hmm. this week. Depending on how he performs, uh, that might make that decision for him. Um, I'm trying to think of good places for Marlon Mack. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use him. I just don't know that any of them are in a position to yeah, trade for him. Max is jag. Like, get lost, man. Know? He's a depth piece. He's not going to come in and yeah. be somebody's starter. You know, he's not going to be a bell cow right. back. So, I, I mean, if there's a team that's, you know, in the hunt that could use a, another running back for depth, I, I would say that they would pursue him. Initially, I kind of thought Cleveland, but I, I've since talked myself out of that. Mm-hmm. They just have enough running backs, you know what I mean, with with, with the guys that they have. So I, I don't think it's them. Maybe maybe a Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I think he f- more. I, I, honestly, the more I thought about Kansas City too, Ronald Jones fits more of what Andy Reid looks for than I think Marlon Mack does. So. He's a hard guy for me to place just because I think he's just a depth piece, a depth piece <laughs> for teams that are going into, you know, the playoffs and deeper into the season. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Eric? I got to be honest. 
I I can't think of a fucking single team that would even go out of their way to trade for one of these guys. For Rojo? Rojo, maybe. But I, I, I don't know where they're going to go to start. I can name one place. What, Kansas City? No, if 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 I if I can name an ideal for, an ideal spot for Rojo, it's it's fucking Baltimore. No, I, they, I don't know. I don't think so. He can handle the load. He's efficient. He's been a good. He's he's way too young. He's a good. <laughs> they running back for. He's a good running back. A, for whatever reason, Tampa Bay decided they fucking hate him. He's good in pass pro. He's he's a good runner. He's not a bad pass catcher. Like, dude, that would solve so many of Baltimore's problems. Yeah, but they're they're all in on Dobbins, so I, I don't see him trading yeah, for Rojo. It's the, it's it the would last be an ideal place. Deal. It's a rental. Yeah, rental. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be an ideal landing spot. I just don't see Baltimore doing it. Um, of course, the, I I think and, they might. In answer. To, it's possible. There's there's nobody that's off the table. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it, could, uh, it would just it would surprise me more than than anything if he went there just because of the guys that they've already signed. I mean, the only the only one they haven't signed yet is Todd Gurley that <laughs> that, that fits the age fucking so. But I mean, age so, range that they're looking for in the in the, in the running the game. guys but. that they've signed are kind of the sign to me that they're desperate for a running back. And if they could trade for Ronald Jones on the cheap in a contract year. Uh, man, I, I think they would hop all over it. At least I hope they would. And, you know, like I said, it's yeah. a contract year. Like, to your point, J.K. Dobbins is their guy. If Rojo had four years on his contract, they're not doing it. But where he's a free agent in a couple of months, it's like, all right, well, we'll use him for this season, especially when they're playing red hot like they are. We'll use him for this season. We'll make a run at it. And if it doesn't, whether it works or doesn't, he's out the door at the end of the year, and we're going back to Dobbins. Mm-hmm. It's and it's possible. Uh, like I said, I'm, I wouldn't count out anywhere that that uh, would trade for him. Uh, and I, I do think he moves before the trade deadline. I would hope so. <laughs> I think he's one of the only one that that is probably a an absolute move. So do you? Ertz would have been the other one, but he already yeah, right. moved. So. Uh, do you see anybody trading for Tyson Williams? No, Eric. No. No, me neither. I do not. He is terrible. I have a hard. I just don't. I don't know if I really see a team trading for any. But there's one guy we're gonna get to next, who's my guy that I think is gonna get moved. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tyson Williams is terrible in pass protection. He is a complete liability. Like I, I just, he's not bad with the ball in his hands. And honestly, I think he's actually pretty fucking good with the ball in his hands. But I just I don't see anybody trading for Tyson Williams to make a push this year when he's that bad in pass protection. Um, if any, if it was anybody, it would be like a Belichick trying to get him for next to nothing. You know what I mean? Just, just to add him so that they have him and, and can work with him. But for the price that Harbaugh is going to want for him, I, I don't see anybody yeah, paying. He's it. a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So they're not going to let him go. He's cheap as fuck. You know, like. You want him, you're going to pay for him. I mean, unless they're just completely disgusted for with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they don't think that there's any salvaging him, which with the continually deactivating him as a healthy scratch is very possible. But I just can't see. I can't see him moving. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, that brings us up to the trade deadline, which is in a few weeks. There are some names. 15 days. Some names getting floated around, you know. And I was wondering, do you guys have a player that you think could get traded that you think is, you know, quote unquote, likely to get traded? I mean, we don't typically see a ton of action at the trade deadline in the NFL, but a team that are a player that is quote unquote likely to get traded and where would you like to see them land? I got one. I got one. Might be a little wishful thinking, but I think there's a chance he gets moved. And that's going to be Allen Robinson. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's not working out. Like they, they, this, this guy is costing himself money. He's not doing anything there. Like I think, NFL wise, a good spot for him would probably be the Saints, Indianapolis, but Indy for fantasy. Yeah, I would like him, and I think the Saints would be a good NFL fit for him. But I think Indy would be a great fantasy fit. So I definitely can see that. And Allen Robinson was top of my list. Top of my list. Um, I think you missed the team, though. I really do. And I would not pick the Saints. I would not pick the Colts. The Panthers. They, the Panthers? They need a playmaker. Oh, my God. Do they need a playmaker, dude? It's DJ Moore got, and a collection got, yo, of more. Jags. Basically, yeah. I mean, dude, Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore and everybody else. Ain't getting it done. Chubba Hubbard's just another guy. It does not look like CMC is going to come back. And if he does, it'll be late in the season. Uh, dude, if I were them, I would trade for Allen Robinson yesterday. He's playing under the tag. You can get his salary prorated. And he costs you next to nothing. He walks out the door at the end of the year as a free agent if you don't want to resign him. Like, oh, God, I would, dude, I would, I would trade. And they're clearly all in. That's the other thing, too. They're trading for defensive players left and right. Like, they really think they can make a run at it. Well, if you think you can make a run at it, go get a fucking wide receiver. You know? What are they going to give up? What would you give up for him? They already gave up their two next year, right? For Donald? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I, I... I ain't giving a one. I try... No, I wouldn't give a one either. I try not to get too much into compensation because the, the compensation in the NFL is so fucking wacky. Um, it's like, you know, you see players go for next to nothing and you're like, what the fuck? And then you see a player go for a King's ransom and you're like, what is going on? And I don't know what his value is. I mean, he's on the franchise tag, so it can't be that high. You might be able to get him for a third, especially where they, they already tried to negotiate a long-term contract and they couldn't get it done. And reportedly they weren't even fucking close. So if 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 the Bears are looking at it as he's gone this year anyway, maybe the Panthers can swoop in and say, "Hey, we'll give you our third round pick. That's better than a competi- uh, compensatory pick, and you know we'll bring him in and maybe we'll talk to him about the contract and this and that." But um, yeah, a third will probably get it done. And honestly, that might be an overpay. But if I was the Panthers and I'm all in, like they clearly are. I would do it. Get on the phone, Andy. 
I just I just like Indy purely for the the reason that I think that's a team where he could go to and potentially be the one. As good as Pittman has looked at times, mm-hmm. like I still kind of well, stand Pitt- firm on on my ground that I don't think Pittman is a true wide receiver one on an NFL team. Oh no, of course he's he not. Would su- successfully, he would have a much more successful career as a two, and Allen Robinson mm-hmm. would help him as well as Robinson would also help himself by getting off that dumpster fire run by Matt Nagy called the the Bears. The Bears. Um, yeah. So I mean. And with the wide receiver injuries in Indy, he he would be able to walk right in. Yeah, and that that's kind of part of what tying. I was that's going to tie in next, but that's part of the reason why I think Indy could be a good spot. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Steven, do you have a player? Nope. Go ahead. I'm still looking. How about Brandon Cooks? He's already played for half the NFL teams. Where else would you like him to go? <laughs> didn't he like? Didn't he threaten to retire or something? Like, I, didn't he say like I'm sick of getting traded? If you guys trade me again, I'm I'm just gonna hang it hang it up or something. I swear he said something like that. Oh, I, I didn't see yeah, that. It, it, he might have. This was this was uh, months ago. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I know he's I know he's been. I think six teams. I, I want to say it's been six teams. Oh, he's been all over the world. But... Saints from the Saints to the Patriots to the Rams to the Texans, right? Yeah, to the Texans, four teams. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, the the, the Texans are clearly rebuilding. Brandon Cooks still clearly still has juice, and if I'm a wide receiver needy team, I am looking long and hard at Brandon Cooks, who I think I can get at a reasonable price. And I'm not thinking twice. I'm pulling the fucking trigger, man. Like he's looked good. He's 28, so I'm not giving up a fucking ton. It's not like he's a young stud, but um, you know, I definitely I. I I think he might move at the deadline, threat or not, of retirement. <laughs> and uh, I mean, if if they were going to really move him to a contender, would he really complain? Or do you think he would just be like, ah, yeah, we we'll go try to get a ring? Fuck yeah, it. exactly. Um, so what's the ideal landing spot, though? The Giants. No, no, get out of here. They're not trading for anybody. The ideal, the ideal landing spot for Cooks. I but mean, fantasy wise, it's the Giants, but he's never going to go there. Maybe Detroit, maybe. Let's just send them from one dumpster fire to another. Yeah, huh? right. Oh, yeah. five Lions. I'm looking at it from a fantasy. But I don't think that there's any, you know, playoff teams or potential playoff teams that are looking for somebody like Cooks because they've already got that guy. Well, I mean, there's always there's I, I'm trying I, to think of a few teams. San Fran, how bad is IU and shit's looked? Yeah, maybe. Yep. Yep. San Fran for sure. Um, you know the Panthers again. You know if they if they want to add some fucking skill to the wide receiver position, Brandon Cooks would be another guy that you might be able to get on the cheap and would significantly increase your uh, offensive production overnight. And I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. You know, Washington, the Eagles, they still have every chance to win that division. And what Mm -hmm. they are devout. They are completely without weapons. You think Washington and Philly can win that division? Well, it's two and three to four and one. Is my math incorrect? They don't have a chance. Five and one. The two and four. They got a chance. It's just out of all the divisions, that's the one that's getting 
So we both the agree they have a chance. Away. Thank you. We both agree they have a chance. Okay, as long as we're all on the same. Page. Not much of a chance. Well, do they, do they have a chance? What five percent? Five percent. Unless Dallas gets plagued by injuries, neither one of them has a chance. But but the way Dallas has been cooking, I don't. I, I don't. Oh, I can't see that. My God. I now now I hope they lose. Now I hope they lose. I, I just I don't like all this conceded hey, bullshit. Last last week you said Dallas was your best team in the NFC. Uh, yep, yep. And now I hope I'm wrong because you're you're a little too high and mighty <laughs> right now. All right, you can still lose a division at five and one. You absolutely can. We've seen it happen a hundred times. All right. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, yeah. There's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah, there's a fucking chance. Of course, there's a chance. Um, sorry, one second. Oh, what about uh, the Broncos? I mean, they're supposed nah. to get Judy back, but no. Judy will be back next week. He won't be back this week. We'll talk about that in the injury report, but um, I don't think so. I, I think the Broncos are going to keep Sutton, Judy, and Patrick. But you don't think they're 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 not they're not gonna they're not gonna win their division. They're they're most likely not going to get the seventh playoff spot. They're they're playing for the future just to to see what they have. I'd be highly suspect that they would trade for Cooks. I think they have every chance. I mean, there's always a chance. But I think they have every chance I in the don't. world to make the playoffs. I don't know. Look at the AFC, dude. Like <laughs> Patriots are two and four. Fucking. Well, I I don't. I'm not even. I don't consider the Patriots as as winning. I mean, other than Buffalo, there's nobody in this division going. Um, Cleveland and Baltimore are most likely going to take two spots. Kansas City and the Chargers are going to take two spots. And I mean, the South. I don't know. There's not really much in the South. Indy's probably got the best chance, I think. Well, I mean, the Browns are three and three. The Bengals are three and three. Bengals are four and two. Yeah, since, yeah. Cincinnati has is another team that has oh, a sorry, chance. Four and two. At a wild card. So I mean, Denver's not completely out of it, but I, I don't think they're quite there yet. Yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, they could sneak into the seventh spot. I could definitely be wrong. I just don't think um, that they're quite there, and I think they have other needs more so than another. I just don't, I just don't like writing off teams that are five hundred. Like it's it's still very possible, and if you make a trade at the deadline for, I don't know, Brandon Cooks, maybe it helps out the offense enough to score enough fucking points. Dude, they have a hundred points on the season, like one hundred. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's fucking abysmal, abysmal. Like, come on, man, you got to do better than that. You know, you have to do fucking better than that. The Chargers have 142. The fucking Bills have 172. You know, the Ravens are 136. Like, uh, dude, you can't. No, you got to score more points. End of story. End of fucking story. Patriots have less than 100, by the way, because we're terrible, too. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's. Yeah, but their defense is a little bit better. But yeah, is it? Yeah. The Patriots defense is better. Overall, I think it is. No, Denver's defense oh, is better. Okay. I, was about, <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to rip you to fucking shreds. <laughs> no. I, that's why I'm saying the reason that they're three and three is because their defense is yeah, better than ours. Okay. <laughs> but they're, I, I don't think their offensive woes necessarily are because of their running backs or wide receivers. I, I, 
it's just Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. He's not going to put up a ton of points. Yeah. They're going to win by not giving up a ton of points. That's certainly part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is going to end the news, and we're going to go into the injury report. The injury report. Uh, Paris Campbell has a Liz Frank injury, or at least I suspect so, and it's potentially season ending. <laughs> Campbell zero injuries three. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen, for typing that. Uh, You're welcome. Everybody needs a little bit of lighthearted news about Paris Campbell, especially in Dynasty, where you've been carrying him on your roster for the last three years, just hoping he's going to meet the uh, at least some expectation of where you drafted him. But alas, 2021 is also not the year. On to Cincinnati in 2022. Dude, it's fucking brutal. Brutal. He's I in mean, three I, years. He has it, played fourteen games. In three years, yeah. he still has not accumulated an entire season. Like, oh. dude, it's fucking brutal. He, he, that boy, fragile. End of fucking story. I, he's probably safely cuttable. Uh, I would say in that's that's all correct. Yes. In all formats, looks that way. Yep. Uh, we got Alex Collins, hip and glute injuries, should be ready for Monday night. Obviously, the extra night helps. Um, Eric, would you start Alex Collins this week? Who are they playing? Saints? They are playing New Orleans. Yes, sir. I would. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would. Ah. He's definitely been, he's been the lead back. What if Rashad Penny comes back? I ain't worried about him. <laughs> I would still start Collins as well. Yeah, I mean, you 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 get you with with the buys that, we're, and we'll get into those later. You, you're pretty much going to have to, because <laughs> with the running back injuries and and six running backs or, or so off the board, you really don't have a choice. All right. So next we have. Well, let's just do every fucking Brown all together. Mm-hmm. We got the, Bra- Hunt. the Browns are all hurt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kareem Hunt with a right calf injury. Initial timeline, four to six weeks. We got Nick Chubb with a calf. Doubtful for Thursday night. We got Baker Mayfield with a shoulder. Literally did his press conference in a fucking sling. And he says he will play Thursday, but how well? Uh, OBG. He played, he played through it on Sunday. Yes. So he, he finished the game and played through it Sunday. Um, OBJ still has a shoulder injury. Uh, they're saying he will play on Thursday and Jarvis Landry could potentially come back from IR this week. We will see what happens with that. Um, good Lord, man. Like this is a team that a lot of people were really high on preseason myself being one of them, Eric, I know you picked them to go to the Super Bowl and just. Holy shit, man. Could you get bit by the injury bug any fucking harder than this? I mean, dude, like this is every key player on their fucking offense, man. Like this sucks. I mean, Eric, do you think they can get healthy and turn it around? Or do you think this might spell the end for Cleveland as a whole? It's over. (laughs) 
this is this season's in the gutter. I mean, they're just they're too banged up. Like Baker's going to be playing with that all season. He, yeah, it's going to be ailing him all season. Like he's never going to be a hundred percent. It's 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 got to bother him. I mean, fuck, he reload dislocated his shoulder Sunday. Yeah, and they had to pop it back in place. I think they got a like, that that can't feel I think good. Rise week nine. I, I is that correct? Yeah, what do you say? Yeah, week nine. Oh, they're buying. Yeah. Sounds right. So, yeah. Which I mean, like like you say, he's going to be playing with some ailment with it all season. But I think the buy coming up soon helps. You know, if he doesn't reaggravate it too bad on Thursday, then he's got a long week. Then the week after that, he's got a buy. So, but it really depends on when they get these other guys back, don't you think? Well, from what I'm reading about Kareem Hunt, it sounds like they ain't getting him back anytime soon. Uh, no, I don't it believe so. It's going to be uh, six, possibly longer. What? Yeah, that's I didn't read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They said it, I guess it's, it's pretty significant his calf injury. They said it, he's definitely leaning more towards the six weeks, potentially more. Yeah, the stuff I read yesterday, and it was obviously all speculation, but just from watching what happened, they were possibly thinking of a, a minor tear. In the calf muscle, which and that kid was pushing the four to six week timeline, and then it could be more depending on the severity of it. I haven't seen the results of the MRI, so there goes uh, there goes every fucking league I'm in right there, dude. I own Kareem Hunt fucking everywhere, dude. I you guys know how high uh, how high I was on him preseason, like dude. I I pulled the trigger on Hunt every chance I got. Dude, I fired my shot. I, oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love fantasy football, right? <laughs> yeah, but the thing, too. I, I have him a ton of places, too. The so. thing with the, I actually, honestly, I avoided the Cleveland backfield as a whole because I, like, I didn't, I, I was like, dude, I don't, it's going to be a 50 50 committee. If I was going to take somebody, it would have been Hunt, but I ended up with zero shares. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but the thing with the calf, too, man, like, that's kind of a tough muscle to like kind of rehab and stuff he's just it's just tough it's a tough that that's that's a tough injury well you think he's done done i don't think he's done done but it's not as easy to rehab like a ham compared to like a hamstring or something it's just it's just because of where the muscle is it's tough to build strength it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a shitty muscle to yeah to injure and uh you know it's like this Nick Chubb owners, you know, different situation would probably be like, oh, man, this might bode well for Chubb. Maybe he's going to get an uptick in touches and this and that. And he's fucking hurt, too. Yeah. It's- with the same, with the similar injury. So I'm convinced that the only, re- that Kareem Hunt was not at 100%. And the only reason that he played in that game was because Chubb was out. And it was kind of like, all right, guys, I, I got you. Don't worry. I'll be there. And... He went out and did his thing, tried to help the team, and it blew up in his face. And I'm, I'm not trying to blame Chubb. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, Hunt should have sat out, too. Like, we can, we, I think we can all agree on that now. I mean, he went into the game with a calf I mean, he injury. got into the... He did, but he got into the fourth quarter with a reasonable amount of usage. I mean, obviously, I, I would imagine that they were talking to him on the sidelines. How's it feel? How you doing? And he was good. I mean, he, he looked fine on the 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 two or three plays he ran right before that so 
Well, yeah. I mean, no, nobody said he couldn't go out there and play. It's just you you risk injury, and that's clearly what happened. What? You know, right? But you risk injury no matter what. I mean, he was out there sixty nine percent of the snaps, which is obviously more than he typically is out there, um, where he's averaging in the mid forties, mm-hmm. but. I don't know to to say that it was it, that he played when he shouldn't have. I, I think that they were monitoring him. I, I think it's just a. Freak I don't. I don't think it's happened. up for debate that he played when he shouldn't have. He went into the game hurt. They gave him an increased role, and now he's probably he's he's out for potentially eight weeks. Is what Eric's saying? Like the scoreboard doesn't lie, man. Like he's missing a lot of fucking time, and it's because they played him when he clearly shouldn't have played. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I mean, players play hurt all the time, and they and they don't get hurt. So yeah, they're not running backs. Well, I mean, half the running backs in the league right now have a questionable designation. So Melvin Gordon's been playing hurt for the last four weeks. He didn't go out and get hurt last week. It, it yeah, happens. he didn't play eighty percent of snaps. I mean, you, I'm not going to argue with you about it, Brian. It, it's a it's an unfortunate thing that happened. I'm certain that they kept an eye on him on the sidelines. He he didn't look like the injury was bothering him, or I think they would have taken him out. Uh, and, and they had Hunt. It was it was a wrist injury and a knee injury that he went into the game with. Nothing to do with a calf. Yeah, I mean well, the knee injury could no. have affected the calf. Yeah, exactly. Of, probably. Yeah, I don't. I think the knee was on the other leg though. So well, typically when injury when you have an injury on one leg, you hurt the other because you lean on it. But that'll bring us on to. Now that, now that me and Steven are bitching at each other, <laughs> that'll bring us on to Teddy Bridgewater. He has a foot injury. Uh, he played through the injury and is expected to play Thursday, which obviously everybody's just thrilled to hear because Teddy Bridgewater has been so good. Um, well, the alternative is Drew Locke. <laughs> and... Again, with six teams on by, you might have to start Teddy Bridgewater this week. So, and Superflex maybe. Um, you know, I just I wonder who's better for the pass catchers. And I still lean towards Drew Locke. I just can't. I can't help myself. Bridgewater's too conservative for my taste. Eric, what do you think? Bridgewater. Sutton's been. You know, he's been hit or miss, but Sutton's been fine with him. Judy, you really can't really say how Judy was going to do. What did he play, half a game? But he was having a decent day. I I mean, Drew Locke's more of a gunslinger, but he's also more of a... Risk taker. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that... I don't know, man. That That's a team that, like, they got to do something with the quarterback situation because they don't have their guy. No way do they have their guy right now. I dude, I still, I know I've said this a hundred times. I still believe the only reason they pass on Justin Fields is because they truly thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers, and obviously that did not pan out. So <laughs> now they're stuck with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and they just got to make it work. Um. Uh, next on the injury report, we got Trey Lance did not practice on Monday. Um, you know, clearly that would be a huge concern if 
Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't slated to come back. I mean, even if Trey Lance is healthy, who's going to start next week? And I feel like Shanahan has made it plain that when Jimmy's healthy, he's their starter. So Trey Lance did not practice. Jimmy G did. They're saying he will start if he's healthy. And, you know, do you think that's good or bad for literally the only fantasy relevant player on San Francisco, Debo Samuels? Because <laughs> nobody else is even close to dependable. Uh, Kittle is still on IR. Um, you know, would you rather see Trey Lance out there or Jimmy G out there, Eric, if you're the Samuel owner? Give me the guy that uh, he's been doing it with. So give me Jimmy G, man. I, I I think he would he'd be fine with either QB, but he's done most of his damage with Jimmy G. And I mean, he, I know with the one game he played with Lance, he played well, but wasn't his best showing either. He's been fantastic with Jimmy G. So I would I give me give me Jimmy G, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean. Debo did have eight receptions of 156 yards against Seattle with Trey Lance. Well, not not entirely with Trey Lance, but the majority of the game with Trey Lance. But I see your point. Yeah, but Lance only had nine completions, so I think he threw all of them to Debo, didn't he? I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I mean, obviously he did some of that with Jimmy. I'm like, I don't have the splits in front of me. I just have the their their stat, their game stats, but. I, I do remember mm-hmm. that C- Debo did have a couple of big completions with Trey Lance uh, under center, but I, he had a big he had like a big seventy six yard touchdown or something. I think yeah, um, with him. So maybe defense is just a little bit more afraid of Jimmy, and so they kind of back off Debo. But I don't think it's going to last very long because he is literally the only guy they're throwing to. Uh, last on the list for the injury report, we got Antonio Gibson. He is undergoing an MRI on the shin after aggravating it in Sunday's game. Um, we talked about this last week. You know, Gibson has been struggling with this injury, allegedly. And he left the game because of it. He came back and played a little bit. He didn't play a lot, but he came back. Played a little bit more, left the game again. Now he's getting an MRI. We were concerned about this shin fracture. I mean, Eric, you're the Gibson guy. You were super high on him. He just started to turn it around, just started to uh, give you that promise, and now he's hurt. So do you think he can come back? Do you think he can be an RB1? Do you think he gets the majority of the carries? I mean, t- tell me, what is your outlook for Antonio Gibson? I think they're going to shut him down. I-, I I don't know. It just it seems like it's getting worse, and he's clearly playing hurt when you watch him play. And from like you know what I'm reading, from what the people in this medical field say, is that like this injury can just it's going to probably get worse over time. And that's he, he he you can't overwork it because the fracture can get worse and he's not gonna see that heavy workload even if he does manage to play this entire season. He he's gonna get he's he's a fifty percent 
45% guy probably for the rest of the year, and there's going to be a little more McKissick, maybe a little more Jared Patterson. But I, I think he's going to eventually get shut down, and I kind of have a feeling they're going to shut him down till the bye week, which is week nine. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's like you can watch. I watch him play, and I can tell. You can just tell he's not 100%. So and do you think that his shin could be better after week nine? I mean, that's only three weeks away. Like, do you think a, a shin fracture can heal and he can go no, back to being no, what he was not, last year? Or I don't think it's going to fully heal during the season at all, unless they completely just shut him down for 2021. But, I mean, limiting the use on it. That's why he's been getting like the off days in practice because they're trying to limit his, you know what I mean? Limit his, his work, like, you know what I mean? As far as working it, because it is something that, like I said, it can, from what I read it, just, it's going to get worse. It can get worse over time. The the way this team's looking though, too, I mean, by week, by their bye week, they could be three and seven or three and eight. They might be like, yeah, fuck it. We ain't doing nothing this year. Anyways, let's just shut it down. Shut them down. See ya. Mm Mm-hmm. Steven? I'd almost let him go for a pack of bubble gum right now. <laughs> no, it, I would agree with Eric. If I have him in redraft, I, I would let him go um, and just take the chance that you miss out on, on what he can do um, because I, I think if they rested him for, for the next three weeks, maybe he comes back after the bye and is a little more efficient, feels a little more comfortable on it. It won't be fully healed, but Let's let's face it. They're not that good. They're not going to be in contention by week nine. No, so they can win the division. So I think they have a zero percent chance to win the division. Zero percent. They're not winning. Zero negative. They're out. Um, so I, I would expect Gibson gets Ooh. shut down sooner rather than later. They are pretty bad. Didn't they? They win, are pretty bad. Didn't they win the division last year? They uh, did. Yeah, yes, they, they did. Yeah. Washington and won it. when when was the last time a team repeated in that division? Who gives a fuck? It's been a very long. I don't time. give a fuck. It's not going to happen. I don't this give year. a fuck. When was a when was the last time a team did? It's a different fucking league. It's a different team. It's it's not. Yeah. They're still bad. Well, they were bad last year, and, and they won the they're division. They're not going to win it. So. Yeah. I mean, really, but it's not going to happen. You're making more on Dallas staying good than Washington not getting any better. Which the Giants will beat them. I'm sorry, you want to you want you want to be better right now that the Washington Redskins finish higher. Excuse me, that the Washington football certainly because the Redskins don't exist. Do you want to be better right now that the Washington football team finishes higher than the New York Giants? Yes, I will take the Giants. Oh my God, you fool! You fool! We got a beer bet. I love it. I gotta ask. A, but I gotta ask a question. Neither one's gonna win the Go division. Ahead. What the fuck has Washington shown you to make you think that they're gonna actually do good? Nothing. I never said the they're secondary's gonna do- horrible. I never the pass said rush is good. That's well, about is, it. Is the Cowboy secondary good? Outside of Trayvon Diggs. There's some holes. The safety makes some play. Well, makes some mistakes. Outside, outside, of, outside of Trayvon Diggs, almost the entire defense is a hole. Ah, they got some playmakers. Micah Parsons still needs to get a little better in coverage, but he will. He's a rookie. He's a he's rookie. Played what six games? 
Yeah, he's so. not going to get that much better this year. He's going to be a, he's going okay. to be a great player. It's not going to happen this year. And you know, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I still like the Cowboys to win the division. I'm just saying it's not impossible. It's not. We've seen the Cowboys be the best team in the division and drop the ball over and over and over. That team is the that that division is the biggest crapshoot in the NFL. Dude, you can go to Vegas and put all your money on any one of the four teams, and you have a 25% chance of winning. The Patriots have a better chance of winning that division than Washington. They're not even in the division. so That's strange because they won it last year. So, Yeah, that was last year. Completely different team. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look the same. Washington doesn't look the same this year. They're, they're not. They're not the same. They're not the same team we thought they were going to be with Fitzpatrick getting hurt. I mean, Heineke's been okay, but they're just not the same team. Now, Logan Thomas is out. Gibson's hurt. Half their defense is not playing well. They're, they're just not that good right now. Well, I never said they were good. I'm just saying they're going to finish higher than the Giants, and they're still in the running to win the division, which both of those statements are 100% true. Speaking of the Cowboys... Let's jump on to the bye weeks this week. And uh, obviously, we're going to a little more depth next week, uh, next episode. Uh, we're going to give you a new Samson Deep Flex play. Guys, you can plug in, plug out. But the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Bills, and the Chargers. Six high-powered offenses. Uh, those are the bye week teams this week. So if you have players on those teams, make sure you make some waiver claims. Make sure you grab somebody to fill those spots. And uh, make sure you say your lineups. Say that every week. Um, Eric, did you have any parting words for the listeners? Yeah, real quick. Ah, this ain't going to be out in time. Never mind. Good. I was going to say, speaking just real quick teaser, waiver pickups. Dearness Johnson and uh, Demetric Felton, I believe. Felton. Two running backs yep. on the Browns. They might be worth an ad for sure, especially with the severity of Hunt's injury, and we don't know when Chubb's going to be back. I don't know which one I like more. Something's telling me Felton. But Same. Felton gets more use in the passing game. Yeah, so something's that would be the one I would Felton's be interested the one in. I, would want. I think most people are going to go after Johnson. Mm-hmm. But those are definitely guys to add, especially if you're in a situation with, with six teams on by, six good teams with, with fantasy viable players on buys on by this week, that those could be a guy you might need to plug into a flex spot or as an RB2 because you might have, there was quite a few injuries last week. You might have had a guy who got uh, hit with one of these injuries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Steven, any parting words for the listeners? Uh, this is normally where I tell you to make sure you move your Thursday night players into your lineup, but let's face it, all your Thursday night players are hurt or they fucking blow. <laughs> um, other than Kamara, you're not starting anybody. I mean, if you're in a bind and you're able to pick up one of the Cleveland running backs, you're going to put them in your starting lineup, but you're not starting Baker. You're not starting Winston. So good luck, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. <laughs> so do not forget. About that giveaway, guys, you can win a Lawrence Taylor autographed helmet just for signing up for our Patreon. You can find the link on our website, daydreamingdegenerous.com. 
Sign up with a $5 tier, you're automatically entered. Nothing else to do. $10 tier, two entries, $3. Uh, I always do that. $15 tier, three entries. You can win this helmet for next to nothing. And all you have to do is support the show. I mean, obviously, we appreciate our supporters. We love you guys. And the people that help us out, we want to help you out. So you can win an only Lawrence Taylor autographed helmet for next to nothing. So good luck in the giveaway. We hope to get more entries. And thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, if you want to leave us an email for our next episode, which will be recorded in two days, uh, will be recorded Wednesday night. The phone number is 508-343-8010. Feel free to leave us a voicemail. It will not ring. It'll go straight to voicemail. And if you want to email us a question, the email address is dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Obviously, that won't ring either. Just feel free to leave us a question. And you can ask us anything from start sit, trade advice, um, questions about the podcast, stuff we got right, stuff we got wrong. We're always, always, always looking forward to hearing from our listeners. We would not make this show if it wasn't for you. If if it was just the three of us listening to it, I'm going to tell you right now, we spend a lot less time and money on it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for supporting us. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Good luck on the giveaway. Get on the Patreon. We want to give this helmet away, and we hope you win it. And thank you guys so much for this episode. Have a good night. Have a good night.